Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Friday, July 23rd edition of the Basement Academy. We come to the end of another week, and we come to the end of a pretty extended study of the book of Ephesians, uh, the last little reflection we'll offer this morning. Thank you uh, for your attention. Uh, it's a, It's hard when you take one book of the Bible and study it over several weeks. You sometimes lose the forest for the trees and, and hopefully um, can go back and, and re-watch some of the lessons. Um, in fact, you'll have opportunity. <laughs> little administrative note, um, we'll take a two-week summer break. Uh, my wife and I will be traveling out to Kansas City uh, beginning this weekend. Uh, going to see our daughter and some other family, and then uh, coming back and just take that next week to kind of decompress a little bit and then prepare for what uh, the topic I'd like to take on for a couple weeks in the uh, end of uh, August, kind of from August 9th when we resume uh, to the end of August, will be a little deeper dive, uh, kind of a theological reflection on critical race theory and um, I probably won't do it all the justice it needs, but we'll uh, offer uh, that to you. So anyway, uh, we'll resume on August 9th. So after today, uh, no live uh, recordings or no new recordings uh, until, um, until Monday, August 9th. So uh, appreciate your prayers for our family as we travel. And uh, I'm sure everyone can use a little break, right? <laughs> our morning psalm. Uh, I've always liked this one, Psalm 113. It's a little shorty. It starts out, praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations. His glory is above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princes of their people. He settles the barren woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. Um, <clears throat> short and sweet. It's a call to prayer, call to praise, obviously. From the rising of the sun, I was pointing to the east, <laughs> to the place where it sets, uh, pointing to the west. And so in all times and in all places, um, may God be praised. Um, like this language, the Lord who's enthroned on high, um, raises the poor from the dust, the needy from the ash heap, and then seats them with princes, with the princes of their people. And so that's a foreshadowing of what the Apostle Paul writes in the book of Ephesians, that we have been made alive with Christ, we've been raised up with him, and we've been seated with him in the heavenly places. So what Paul writes of in some way is a what's happened in Christ and his death and resurrection and enthronement spiritually has happened to us. We've been made alive, raised to life out of our death and sin. And then we've been raised and seated. And so we share with Jesus Christ the power, the joy. We, we have, we're still 
seated here. I'm seated in my basement right now, obviously. But spiritually speaking, we have begun to participate in the reign and in the rule of God's kingdom. And so I just love how that psalm kind of foreshadows raising us, the poor, the needy, out of the ash heap, that that, that place of repentance and, and brokenness and struggle. God is so gracious to us. Okay, the last of... Uh, just some, some pastoral reflections on uh, uh, the book of Ephesians. Uh, I've really enjoyed this study, so thank you for the opportunity to en- engage in this. It's the, the phrase from chapter 5. <clears throat> um, I'll read a couple verses. Uh, in verse 1, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And then in verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. And love that language. And so, be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and then live as children of the light. You once were darkness, that's speaking of our former life, uh, our, our, our past life and sin and brokenness and ignorance and futility of thinking, as Paul writes here. <clears throat> live as children of the light. And so, the, the themes that run throughout this uh, small little letter, it's just six chapters, so you can read it in 10 minutes, though it's taken us seven weeks to get through it. Live to the praise of his glory, that opening um, sentence that, that has the Trinitarian expression, praising the Father who eternally plans our Uh, salvation, praise to the Son uh, who secures it through his death, praise to the Spirit uh, who seals us, who who knits us, who joins us to Jesus Christ. And so um, that that punctuating phrase in that opening uh, section, uh, to the praise of his glory. So we, we are invited, we are called to live to the praise of God's glory, which means we are we're praising him for his grace. You have been saved by grace through faith. This is the gift of God. It is not of yourselves. And so it is, it's a grace that is freely given. Uh, there's forgiveness that's freely given. Uh, this new birth that is freely given. This new life. Put on the new. Put off the old. This hope to which you have been called. This inheritance in the saints. This incomparably great power, all of that is freely given. God doesn't owe us any of that. And so this this living as children of the light is living into this hope, living into this or towards this inheritance. Our future is secure. Our future is glorious. And so we live with confidence and calm and and, and, and hope and joy Um, There is a power that is freely given. It's a power that's available to us. It's a power that's in us, the power of the Spirit, the power that God exerted when he raised Christ and seated him. That same power has now raised us and seated us. And so all of this freely given. So live, let us live into this. The the whole theme of reconciliation that Paul um, gets into, God's 
purpose is to make the two, Jew and Gentile, again, that deepest, longest um, hostility, human hostility, has been bridged in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and so we were talking yesterday, or last two days, really, about this. How this, I think, this, this understanding of what Christ's cross has done, the reconciliation, the, the, the purpose God has of reuniting the human family, that gives us the, the, the hope, the confidence that, that we can live in community with those of other races, those of other languages, those of other custom and dress, and and, and and as we share in Jesus Christ, and so this theme of reconciliation, boy, I, I after the recording yesterday, I, I, I talked to my wife and I said, I just, that, that, that reflection on the power of the cross, that that's all we have, but that is the power, the power of weakness and th that reveals the weakness of human power, um, really sat with me uh, yesterday, and, I, and I'm glad for that. So this reconciliation, we are free to live as children of the light, and the children of the light live in a reconciled manner. They pursue reconciliation where they know what Christ has done for them, what Christ has done for us, so now we go extend that grace freely given to us. Forgive one another as Christ has forgiven you, Paul writes here. Forgive one another as... God in Christ has forgiven you. That's how children of the light live. We live a forgiven and forgiving life. Um, <clears throat> we're children of the light live according to the truth. Okay, I've got this, you know, my little uh, bumper sticker behind me, live not by lies. Children of light are free to no longer live by lies. We, we live uh, by the truth. We live in the truth. Uh, the children of the light live towards this community, this renewed humanity. Uh, children of the light avail themselves of the access that God has given us. Um, I, I didn't really do much with this uh, when we were studying chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse 12. In him, that is Christ, in him and through faith in him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. We can approach God with freedom and confidence. We have been set free. Our chains are off. So we can come to God freely. We've done all kinds of stupid knuckleheady things. Of course we have. That's, that's a given. You were dead in your sins and trespasses and transgressions. But God, who is rich in love, in his mercy, he has raised you up. He's forgiven you. That, that, that atonement is, is real. So we don't have to kind of come hat in hand, looking down, ashamed. We can come freely into the Father's presence. We're sinners. God knows we're sinners, and we know we're sinners. And so the, the, there's no game to play. There's no pretense. We can freely come, say, God, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for the things I've said, for the things I've done. Thank you for the forgiveness I find in Jesus Christ. There's that freedom, that confidence. Father, now, <laughs> can I... Share what's on my heart, what I'm hoping to see happen here in my family, in my life, in my work, in my community. And so, so we're not trying to always apologize for all the things we've done. We've done all the stupidest things we could ever done. All of us, okay, have done just dumb things. And we'll continue to do dumb things, right? <clears throat> and so we, children of the light, 
avail themselves of the access that they have. They come before God in prayer. They, they give themselves to the kinds of prayers that Paul offered that we take those as model prayers for us. And so we're, we're praying for the eyes of our hearts and the eyes of others' hearts to be enlightened. Uh, we're praying to know the power of the indwelling Christ, as uh, that prayer in chapter 3. And then that, that closing prayer with, with the equipment on, so to speak, you know, with the armor of God on us, we're always praying at all times for all God's people with all kinds of prayers and requests. And so this life of prayer, children of the light live a life of prayer. It's not every minute in prayer in at prayer meeting, but throughout the day you're living attentive to God and you see a situation, you know, you, you drive past a, um, a scene of an accident and the, the ambulance is there. Children of the light pray for that situation as they're driving past. Instead of grumble that the you know traffic is so heavy, you come upon it and say, "Lord, have mercy upon these people." You hear some news report and say, "Lord, have mercy on our world, on our nation, on our this situation." And so, children of the light live this life of of prayer. Children of the light <clears throat> embrace the calling. God gave some to be apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints, that is the children of light, that is the people of God, for works of service. And so children of the light seek those works of service that God has prepared in advance for us to do. You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, created to do good works, which God prepared in advance to do. Ephesians 2.10, right after the you've been saved by grace. And so children of the light don't run from that calling. They lean into the calling. God, what work, what good work have you given me to do today? Children of the light understand that household code that in their marriage with their children, with their extended family, in their place of employment and service, that they have the high calling and honor of representing Jesus Christ. That's what children, that's how children of the light live. They see every set of relationships at home, in community, with strangers, at work, in the church family. Every set of relationships is an opportunity to be a representative, an ambassador, a witness for Jesus Christ. We represent him in the world. Wow. He, he loved, we get to participate in the renewal of all things. We get to participate in the bringing to this earth, on earth as it is in heaven, we are called, we are privileged, we are honored with that, that calling to participate. God partners with us in bringing his kingdom to bear in this world. <sighs> we, <laughs> children of the light, don't run from the challenges of the day. Children of the light are aware that there is are winds of teaching blowing about. There are waves that toss to and fro. Children of the light mature. They will no longer be infants, but they will grow up and mature as we live by the truth, as we, as we learn to discern, as we listen to you know, what, what, what's happening around us, the, the, the things that our world is telling us are true. We examine whether they're true or not. This is partly what I was trying to do with the 
with the last couple days. Children of the light stand firm in the challenges of the day. Uh, they, they stand firm with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and the shield of faith, and the, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. The children of the light don't run from the fight, but they stand firm. Okay, they stand firm. <clears throat> and children of the light, I'm not to say this. Children of the light are free to be humble. I need to learn this, okay? So I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself right now. Children of the light don't always have to have the last word. Children of the light don't have to um, win the argument. They don't have to be right all the time. In fact, children of the light will acknowledge this tendency to think we're right all the time. Again, which traces back to the original sin. Now, children of the light sometimes are right, okay? It, it is right that Jesus is the Christ. When we say that, we're right, and that Jesus has died and risen and forgiveness is proclaimed in his name. But usually, we're, we, we don't fight with people over those things, right? Most of our arguments, our, our, our pettiness, are when we feel I've been wronged and i I. I'm offended and I'm going to tell people I'm upset. I'm frustrated and I'm going to tell you all about it. And so children of the light are free from that. They're free to be humble. They're free to be compassionate. Uh, maybe say it this way. Children of the light understand that ultimately it is God who is going to set things right in the world. It's not up to me to set things right. And so most of us <clears throat> get worked up in the realm of politics and in the realm of how we think the world should be. That's where most humans get fiddled up, right? Here's how I think things should be, whether it's in a relationship with my uh, spouse, uh, with my children, with my family, at my work. Things aren't the way I want them to be right now. And I get a little frustrated. Or things aren't the way I want them to be in the larger community, larger world, of which where we kind of engage with politics, right? And most of us, that's where our passion gets played out. <clears throat> we read the news. We hear what somebody else has said. We read a post on, uh, on social media. And then we roll our eyes and we can't believe they said this or they said that or they want to do this. <clears throat> Whoever they are, right? Children of the light understand that God is reconciling all things in heaven and on earth through Jesus Christ. Children of the light are content to let God be God. Children of the light recognize that that Wanting to be God is what got Adam and Eve in trouble. <laughs> Being made in God's likeness, they fell for the lie, right? Live not by lies. They fell for the lie that if you eat that fruit, you will be like God. No, they were already like God. They were already made in God's likeness and bore his image. But the lie that Adam and Eve lived by and that the human family still lives by is in thinking that we are gods. We can be as gods. And so 
And so what we, one of the things we have to put off is this notion that it's my job to set the world right. I'm going to tell people my opinion. I'm going to assert myself in the political arena. Now, campaign for who you want to campaign for. Uh, participate in your government. Be a citizen. I'm all for that. But do so with the humility of understanding that God is working purposes beyond what we can discern. And so we give thanks for the opportunity to live in this great nation where we may participate in our government. But we do so with the humility of understanding that there is a world being born. God is doing something in our world that is beyond our capacity to understand. And so while our team may not always win at the ballot box, or even when our team does win at the ballot box, that's not the be-all and end-all. Children of the light live towards a kingdom vision, not an earthly political vision. We live towards an, a kingdom of God vision. <clears throat> and it is our joy to do so. So, let, let me just close it there. <clears throat> I think... Everything I've just spoken there, I think all comes out of Ephesians, okay? All of these ways that children of the light may live. And so I invite, let me invite you over these next couple of weeks uh, while we're taking a break to, to read back through the book of Ephesians, maybe just once, just read it all the way through and ask God as you do so to, to lift up uh, verses to memorize or at least to write down a note that you can remind yourself of. What what. What insight have you gained over these last six or seven weeks? What, what truth may God want to impress and, and leave a lasting impression? What, what seed do you want to go deeper or might God want to go deeper in your heart out of the study so that our, our study of Ephesians is not just an intellectual thing and, oh, that's kind of interesting, I like that concept, but it becomes a life-transforming truth that we then seek to live so, so I, I don't give homework, right? <laughs> but could you, could you do this for me <clears throat> in honoring me for the time I've invested in this? If sometime over these next two weeks, read through the entire book of Ephesians and, and to do so thoughtfully, prayerfully, God, what truths, you know, have a little, have a little index card or a little notepad, what verses made an impression when we were studying them over the last several weeks, or what verse makes an impression as you read it through in that one setting? And then would you give yourself to, over these next couple of weeks during our little summer break, to review that note card? Maybe you want to just circle or underline the verse so that next time you read the Bible, that'll, that'll trigger, you know, your, your memory, your memory. I think that's what children of the light would do. They would want to take lessons learned and have them be part of our lives so that they're not fleeting ideas, but they're abiding truths that bring new life and, 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 and character formation. And I just, I just end with one simple question. It's a powerful question that we should ask ourselves a lot. If we don't live as the children of the light, 
who will? If, if we 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, I have no idea how many Basement Academy listeners uh, there are, but if we don't, who will? Are we just going to leave it for somebody else? Well, I sure hope they live as a, ch- a child of the light because this world needs that. No. If we don't live as children of the life, children of the light, who will? And so let's take, let's take it up. Uh, make that uh, one of our takeaways from uh, this uh, book, uh, Study of Ephesians. And then let's continue to live as children of the light uh, going forward. So I'll, I'll try to remind us of this uh, from time to time. Are we still living as children of the light? So anyway, thank you for your attention. Uh, thanks for a good lean into this study. Um, and uh, pray that these next couple of weeks for you will be restful as I pray they will be for me uh, and my family as well. So let's pray. Father, we bless you and thank you for making us to be children of the light, though we once were darkness, in Jesus Christ through faith in him, a faith freely given, a, a grace freely given, so that we now walk in this new life. Help us to put off the old and put on the new, this this life of light. And so so for my dear sisters and brothers who've been listening and participating in this study, may we together live as children of the light. May our Greenwich Church family and our sister churches in the community and around the world, may we rise up and stand up and live as humble, wise, compassionate children of the light, for this is what this world needs. Father, do it now, do it in the days to come, we pray. Through Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And may the God who is light, (laughs) may he cause that light to shine upon you and his face to shine upon you this day and forevermore. Amen.